The problem with humanity is not so much that we have lost our way, but that we all feel we have found our own destination and means in getting there. We do not want to admit that we are horribly lost. We'd rather say that we are merely on our way to a different destination. Welcome to Imperfect Reflection, a podcast where we thoughtfully engage with every aspect of our Christian faith and culture. I'm Darren. And I'm Tim. And we'll be talking about what we think it should look like to be a disciple of Jesus within our society. No perfection, just imperfect people reflecting on our faith. Hey, Tim. Hey, Darren. How's it going? It is going well. It's going well. And yourself? Um, yeah. Going good in amongst nice. all the craziness of life. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the heat. Or oh, yeah. for us, at least. I yeah, think we got the, going into winter. We got, we got the cold, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, episode 9. Episode 9. Man. Heck Where are we going? Tuck. Yeah, we're going. I suppose it's it's been actually quite slow because we've taken another <laughs> unintended break. But, yeah, um, I mean, it's a, podcasting is not a full time job, so mm. yeah, we're we're so. still happy about episode nine because yeah, it, yeah, it feels like we're achieving something. Uh, yeah, it's, even though it's just a hobby, but um, yeah, it's good to be good to be talking about these these things again the theme of salvation yeah um yeah yeah last week or well, last episode not last week mm. last episode we swung it a bit around by doing what are we saved to ahead of this week's yeah ahead of this episode mm. which is what are we saved from uh so confounding some people but i think <laughs> it was definitely a better flow i mm. feel yeah, we had we had our reasons for that, and um, yeah, you can listen to the previous episode um, if yeah, if you want to hear the reasons behind that. Um, yeah, I suppose we should say hey, listeners, as well. Yes, uh, <laughs> hey, listeners, <laughs> as we've just addressed them with that. Um, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, we started off with a quote. Um, I don't know, just maybe a thought that I've, I had. Mm. Um, and I've, I've, for me, I feel humanity like one of the greatest things that God rescues us from is ourselves. Mm. So yeah. that's kind of where that thought was leaning. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't yes. know what you f- get from the thought or what you thought about the thought what I thought about the thought. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's, it's very true. Um, it's, it's one of those things where it kind of makes, makes me just realize how we deceive ourselves in a sense. Um, we were quite a, a long way down the track of, you know, humanity since the beginning. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think we've, yeah, we've pretty much, we're completely off the track and we're so far off the track that we've convinced ourselves we're, you know, we're on, on the a, track. We're on it, we're back on the track or something. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, um, it's, yeah, it's pretty yeah. bad. And I think, yeah, yeah we, we just, dece- we deceive ourselves into thinking that we're off, we're fine and we just, um, Especially today's day, uh, today's culture, just of, um, you know, sort of gratific- self gratification, everything, getting everything right now. Yeah. Um, there's probably a better way to say that the, the now culture. Um, yeah. And yeah, that kind of just distracts us away from the real problems that we don't even. We don't even think about the fact, you know, of where we're going and that there is a way to be lost from. And, yeah. Um, we just we just rather don't think about it. And I guess, you know, this is 
sort of generalizing there there are though um there are lots of people that uh, get saved because they realize this and uh, find jesus but yeah yeah sort of we're, we're stuck in that yeah I, mean, yeah I think we saved from ourselves in in that but also like saved from our selfishness mm. Uh, that's also a big one because I mean like you said living for ourselves and it, it seems like that is a big thing as well that everyone is just really concerned and focused on like themselves mm. and I think we often try to convince ourselves that that is the right thing to do like I just need some me time and I just need to focus on myself and get myself right yeah and I think, yes, there is definitely some merit in that. But I think that the best way for us to actually focus on ourselves is to to spend time with the one who created us. Mm. And to also, uh, a, a saying that I love to mess up, sword sharpens sword. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, iron sharpens iron. Like, I think we better ourselves when we're with others as well. Mm. Um, yeah, obviously... Surrounding ourselves with people that love God and love truth and are willing to challenge us mm. on on things and, and also not just challenge us like, hey, you're doing something wrong, but like, hey, I see there is more in you. There's better. God has put in you greater things than what you're living out. Mm. And I think yeah. that that's also a big part of of what we're saved from. We're saved from loneliness of having to do things on our own. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think we've, yeah. yeah, we've definitely in the the culture as well as just moving away, moving to this isolation. Um, yeah, you know, it's kind of like with technology. There's, you know, you can kind of self-service things. You can do. Um, you can pretty much get all the answers online. You can ask Google instead of asking people. Um, yeah. You know, there's just, there's so much that we can sort of do for ourselves, which kind of makes things easier in a sense. Mm. Um, but then, you know, it comes at the cost of community and relying on each other and like interdependence. Yeah. Um, so we've got this whole independent thing going and then, yeah. Um, but I feel, yeah. Yeah, carry on. No, Sorry. I was just going to say, yeah, like, we get we get saved from that in in that you know Jesus is the king and he is sort of you know the king of the church and we get we get saved to what we spoke about last time saved to this community and this this church yeah. and um it's it's difficult to be in community um to mm. to have to kind of come alongside sometimes strangers that yeah. you don't know and um but it kind of like you say it sharp we sharpen each other and um and we work together towards a common cause i guess um yeah mm. I, I mean a big thing i mean hearing it in uh my testimony in the fourth episode we did i think uh introspective reflections where we shared our testimony like a big part and and um oh, I can't remember the word now, but like uh accelerator to my faith mm. was friends yeah uh, you guys that was a huge accelerator to my faith uh, and my growth because I was and I think like if I had to try to do it on my own, I really would be completely lost because it, it uh, when you're trying to figure things out on your own it it really is difficult. And we don't see things clearly sometimes and stuff, but like you guys having friends and uh, that are surrounding me and that like you also going through your own kind of struggles and things like seeing life in every different aspect uh, that is available and then also just walking with each other. Like that's a huge, a huge aspect of Christianity and obviously community that God wants us to have. Mm. And I was saved from having to try figure things out on my own just in the sense that like Jesus sends the Holy Spirit to help us mm. but also that he provides us with uh, 
access to his body, the church, with people who are there, who are going through life as well, and that we don't have to do it alone. We that is yeah really awesome. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's um, true, and and helpful when trying to face and do things that like going through scripture like the the scripture that we we have for today like um for this episode there's some difficult things to do uh, for me there were difficult things to do and having friends that are holding us accountable holding us accountable to what we've we share but also holding us accountable to to how Christ calls us to be and to to act and live that's yeah i mean that's a great benefit yeah <laughs> yeah yeah for sure cool cool so yeah you mentioned the, the scriptures we've got um we yeah we actually found some good ones i mean all of the all of them are good but um just in terms of what are we saved from um the the Bible has some cool verses to speak about that. So, um, yeah, I think we'll we'll go through them and just sort of chat about chat a bit about them. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, well, first one's Romans six. Um, we've got verses, kind of, sort of put a few, uh, pulled a few verses out of the the chapter. Uh, yeah. So we've got 6 and 7, 14, and then 23. You want to read that? Yeah, uh, just before I read it, um, we're pulling verses out just for the sake of, because we don't want to read an entire chapter, but it is really important in mm. any form of biblical study to read the entire chapter, not just select scriptures. Mm. Um, so that's our charge on you guys listening, is to when we do quote scripture or when anyone quotes scripture is to read the chapter before and the chapter after that's just the the standard in um, any theological uh, seminary that's what they teach you mm. but even just for personal study that is always best because you get a lot of context yeah from that so yeah, yeah we're gonna pull out yeah we're gonna pull out these scriptures but uh, just a challenge to you guys is to read a chapter before and a chapter after uh, including this chapter. Mm. So yeah, uh, Romans 6, um, 67 and then fourteen twenty three. Um, we know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. For one who has died has been set free from sin. And then the uh, from four, 14, for sin will have no dominion over you since you are not under law, but under grace. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. That was 23, that last part. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so the, I mean, the first thing that, or the word that sort of recurs a lot there is sin. Yeah. Um, I just sort of noticed, yeah, just picked that up. Um, again, I guess we, that was kind of the focus of this one. Um, yeah. Yeah, in that we get, yeah, we get freed from this uh, slavery to sin ultimately. Yeah. Um, there in, yeah, verse, end of verse six, that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. Yeah. So, yeah, there's this sense that we are, yeah, we actually, you know, we're enslaved. We can't help it. Um, sinning we can't get away from it we're we're finite beings and there there is a uh, an evil in the world that we just sort of cannot resist i guess in in and of ourselves yeah um and yeah the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that yeah paul usually talks about sort of the body of sin or the, or our, our flesh um being sort of our physical our physical bodies but um 
yeah, I think it doesn't just sort of talk about our, um, I don't think it just means our, our sort of, you know, flesh and bones and blood kind of yeah. thing. It's kind yeah. of more just our natural instincts that we have. Yeah. Um, I don't know. How would you explain that? It's, well, yeah, it's, uh, it's actually like, it's very, it's a lot deeper and wider than like that you take it at face value. And I know this from experience, having struggled with pornography, mm. like that's, that, that had a huge hold over me. And the thing is, even when I did my absolute best to let it go, uh, to not give in to that temptation, it, like, even if I went months, it still, it had a, a hold on me just because it was like, yo, you're not, like, I don't know, it, it had that thing in the back of my, my mind and my heart, like, sh just whispering to me, like, you're not good enough, you can, you failed already, like, you, you are already sin, like, you, mm. you, you have sinned, you have already lusted, you've, you have done it already in the past, so, you, it's pointless and like that verse just really helped me so much like god speaking to me saying that you don't have to answer to your sin you don't have to answer you don't have to have a conversation mm. anymore i i've taken it i've cleansed you of it i've washed you white as snow yeah and then also it's i mean that's that jesus death on the cross he paid for our transgressions so mm. there is a cost um, or there is a reward for our sin. A reward makes it sound positive, but it's um, the wages of sin is death. Mm. And he, he paid that price for us. So, yeah, um, it's a, there's a, a yeah, that's why it's deeper and wider because it works now, but it continues to work. It also works in our past across all all stretches of our life. Yeah, um, I think. Yeah. I think um, sin, sin is like a confusing, it can be a confusing sort of term um, where we kind of see it as just things that we do wrong. You know, it's yeah. like um, just, you know, when you, oh, you know, you do something wrong, you get angry or whatever and you, um, or yeah, like pornography, things like that. Um sort of doing those acts sort of sinful acts i guess is what most people think of when we think of sin but um the bible does sort of speak about sin in a bit of a different way um at times so it can it can mean that um but it's also kind of this um it's kind of like almost like a force it's kind of like the um how do you explain it? But like, you know, this entity, um, this thing, sin, that we need to, you know, like you, you can't be enslaved just to, you know, something that you do. It's more like, it's more, almost like a personal thing, like, um, like it's personified. Uh, um, yeah. yeah. Kind of like how evil, you know, um, has this this person behind it, like kind of named Satan, you know, um, yeah. or the devil or whatever. So I think we need to, yeah, it's for me, like seeing it like that kind of changed the way that I view sin where it's not just about, oh, yeah, you kind of, now you can behave better kind of thing. Yeah, It's like yeah. you're actually free, you're under this, sort of curse um and yeah that that kind of is is lifted from us we get uh we get set freed uh from that sin yeah and then as verse 14 says sin will have no dominion over you hmm. um so you know we kind of under this oppression that we all have to die to i guess um when we and that's i guess that's part of the argument that that paul's making here um that we've been crucified with jesus so jesus died as the perfect 
sacrifice um, and then we kind of you know we we get that through through his grace i guess accepting accepting him yeah. um accepting that death for us so he paid the price because there's all the sin in the world um yeah and then he died not you know sort of free from sin and then we accept that and we receive that and we get that's the free gift yeah. free gift of god so um yeah it's kind of cool just like can be a bit confusing if you if you read the whole chapter six which like darren said definitely must do but paul kind of goes you know he, he says a lot of things and he says a lot of um said a lot of good things but it can be a bit mm. tricky to read but then yeah. yeah like sort of that's why we pulled out these specific ones because it, it kind of summarizes summarizes it a bit um yeah Paul's Paul's writings are, uh, yeah, I mean, we love Paul, but he's he's writing is very deep. It's also allegorical and a lot of metaphor. Like here, he's mm. what you were saying. He he's he's personifying sin as a the ma a slave driver, a slave master, mm. which is helpful, but also like you say, it's sometimes difficult to view it in that sense. Um, but mm. it is it is. I mean, it is something some or someone or like an entity like you said that we there's a physical it's almost like a physical presence kind of sometimes yeah um and it you no longer have to respond to that presence mm. that thing it's no longer in your life you don't have to answer to it it's no longer uh, it doesn't have access to you anymore because you bought yeah. Uh, which and that's also kind of like the, the what he's I feel like he's trying to get it is that like Jesus bought you, you were a slave to sin, you died with Christ, and he bought that's the price that he paid for you. So like it's a slave trade, a terrible thing, mm. but that's how it was. Mm. One slave owner, and then you'd be if you were a slave, then and someone bought you, then you no longer have to answer to the others. And if your new owner decides to set you free then the old owner has no say over that. And that's kind of like what yeah. it is, what Paul's saying. Yeah, the term, that reminds me of the term redeemed, like redemption. Yeah. Um, the the sort of root sort of definition under there in biblical times was that, yeah, being bought, um, kind of being paid for. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess just from that just from those verses we can see that we're saved from from sin yeah um sort of being enslaved from it to it but then we also get we've got the wages of sin is death so um and of course we will all die a sort of physical death mm. but the ultimate death there so if, if we've been saved from sin we also get freed from the wages of of that sin which yeah. is death so they kind of go hand in hand so um but there yeah i would i would say um the bible sort of talks about death in this sort of spiritual sense of of um not kind of not being in the presence of god yeah which because it's it speaks about the free gift of god is eternal life in yeah. In Christ Jesus our Lord so which we spoke about last time we're saved too um, you know in the next life um, or in the age to come we're saved to that eternal yeah. life with God and the opposite of that is is a death it's a separation from that relationship yeah um, yeah it's a it's it's a re <laughs> a really big thing to try think about mm. um just that whole thing and for me like the se the separation from god um the eternal like it's eternal life or eternal death and i don't know it, it for me like i don't know maybe eternal life sometimes 
I don't I don't grasp it fully enough to understand like how great that is as a gift mm. that we're getting but like for me to tr- even try imagine like the greatest I've ever felt in my life like the most euphoric or whatever and to try imagine that on a scale that I don't imagine <laughs> and then mm. also like just con- constantly like like that's kind of what I have as a scale for what eternal life in the presence of God is like. Mm. And the the absence or not being in that, like even if there is no physical fire burning you, the absence of not having that is is a, is heartbreaking. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I'm not making any arguments here that there is no physical fire or whatever. I'm just saying that like for me, just thinking on, on that level, yeah is already how amazing it is that god reached out from where he is to save and bring us into that relationship again into that presence where all good things reside Hmm. and i mean yeah that's incredible for me to just even try for a moment fathom what that's like (laughs) yeah that's that's cool that i mean that that reminds me of just the end of the last episode where we we're just talking about, you know, imagining what what it's like to be with him. Yeah. And I guess, yeah, part of that is sort of dwelling on what it's like to not be with him, you know. Um, yeah. I guess to to kind of think about, you know, to be grateful for what we have and yeah. Um, what we're yeah, what we're receiving from him, um, just what he's done for us. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, on my wedding day, was probably the like. Uh, it's a culmination. So I uh, like a, a a crux point. So I think probably one of the greatest days I've ever had in my life and. Like as Tanzan walked down the aisle, or actually even before she came through the door, I was shaking and crying, and yeah. like people were like, "Oh, okay, uh, does he not want to go through with this? <laughs> Did he make a bad?" But like I, I just couldn't help it. I was so overwhelmed with joy, and it's a joy that I've never felt before. Mm. And and I, I I mean I was crying buckets. And Tanzan has photos, and she loves to show people. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that joy of like, I, I'm, my bride is going to be walking down those stairs, is is the the greatest feeling that I have. And to think that being in the presence of God is that times infinity, infinity, yeah, yeah. is is ridiculous. And I. Like I'm saying this because I don't want to live apart from knowing that. Yeah. I don't want to know that I could ever be not having that joy. Mm. That's painful for me knowing, like painful to not have that. Yeah. For sure. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's good, man. think yeah we've we've got our uh, second second verse here or passage um colossians 3 verses 4 to 8 um so i i'll go through this one um when christ who is your life appears then you also will appear with him in glory put to death therefore what is earthly in you Sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these you too once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put them away. Put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of that one? 
That's a hard hit to that. Mm. That floors you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's, I don't know, uh, for me, like, the episode is obviously what are we saved from, and, like, this this verse um, is telling us to put to death things. Yeah. And um, so that kind of makes it seem like we have to do the work. Mm. But the only way that we can actually is, which is verse 4, when Christ, who is your life. Like, mm. he gives you that strength. He yeah. gives you the life, the ability to put those things to death because he defeated them. Yeah. Uh, so sure. that's what he sa- he saves us from. And, yeah, he saves us from those things. And he, he provides a way for us to put those things behind us to put those things to death mm. yeah that's and good they're, yeah they're difficult things to to put to death mm. um, well, yeah I mean I tried and it's just it's really impossible you need you need Christ yeah yeah it needs to sort of the Bible you know works by you know um interpret in itself kind of thing you 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 read these things in isolation and yeah you put to death therefore what is earthly in you and we kind of you can read that someone could see that maybe a new christian and and sort of feel this whole heap of responsibility now that they have to do that but you know we just we just read in romans that we can't do it by ourselves we're we're enslaved you know yeah but yeah um that's yeah looking at context and and just seeing in colossians 3 talking about you know your christ life christ who is your life appearing and um you know just uh, i think we also read a bit of colossians 3 in the was it the previous uh yeah i think we did was it the previous Uh, one or or i'm sure we've have yeah we have spoken about it before. before. Yeah. Um, where it's the new putting on putting away the old and putting on the new kind of thing. Yeah. Um so yeah, we just it's it's not us who does it, it's it's not not I who not I who live but Christ in me, you know, as yes. another scripture says. So but at the same time we do have a part to play. We we do need to align our will. You know, we have to su- yes. sort of submit our will to His will, um, to, which which the you know um, other parts of Scripture say, seek out what the will of the Lord is. And these yes. all these all these verses actually are are speaking about that. They you know, yes. Paul's like telling us how to how to do this. Um, but he never does it from a place of, um, yeah, it's all you. You know, the first, the first two chapters of Colossians is pretty much just, you know, preaching the gospel kind of thing, saying, yeah, um, saying what awesome, how awesome God is, and what what the work that He's done, um, yeah, you know, and then. Colossians 3 and 4 is kind of like okay so now they're put to death therefore you know it's this therefore it's like you now I've given you the, the theology I've given you the you know the the amazing truth of who you are yeah. in God he's given you the identity and then through that with that knowledge we can then we we get empowered through the Holy Spirit um, when we receive Christ to to actually align our wills because now we've been set free from these things and we can, but even when we're free, you know, we can still partake in them. Um, But, you know, like Paul says, should we keep sinning so that grace abounds by no means, you know, it's just like silly logic. (laughs) Um, So, so yeah, that's a really good point. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, Jesus, uh, one of my favorite verses uh, in Matthew eleven twenty eight, where he says, Come to me, all you who are weary mm. 
and burdened, and I will give you rest. Yeah. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. Like, he's saying directly to every one of us, I know that you're weary, I know that you're burdened, but come to me, I will take that upon me. Mm. Like, you don't have to carry those things on your own. That's not what I am, my intention is. My intention is not to, to say, okay, you need to be saved, and then you need to save yourself. Yeah. Exactly. My intention is to do the saving. Yeah. I, I am the one who defeated death. I am the one who defeated all those things. You are a conqueror through me, not through yourself. Exactly, yeah. That's and, it. Uh, yeah. Love that verse. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't even have that planned, yeah. No, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, man. Spontaneous. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we've got we've got this sort of these two lists of things that I guess are yeah, things that we're saved from. Um and like we're saying, not they're not things that are automatically say we're saved from. Um, there's this work we need to to do, you know, put to death. There's there's commands there, put them all away. Um, all these things. So, but it's I mean, it's quite clear when you read that list that yeah, they're you know, I think it's it's quite easy to see that they're evil. Maybe passion can be. There's, I, I think, in the first list, the third one, just says passion. It's probably a translation thing. You could look at other translations. Yeah. But it's, it's of course, like, in in context of that list, passion to to do evil, not not like yeah. there's passion in and of itself being um, fervent in spirit or what else? What other words are there? Just having a passion about something is good. Yeah. But um, it would be good to see what other translations say there, actually. Yeah, um, I mean, also in verse 6 of Colossians, on account of these, the wrath of God is coming. So, mm. I mean, we're saved from that as well. Yeah. God rescues us from his own wrath. Mm. And, yeah, I don't know. There are some that think that God is unjust because he is God. He created us and then he now has wrath that is aimed at us yeah but for me it's he created us with an intention we've broken away from that intention and we've gone to the opposite of what he created kind of thing like he created for good mm. he created for relationship for love for community um and all those things within a relationship with him and we broke away from that to selfishness and idolatry um, and just pride and I mean those things aren't in God mm. and for me it's quite clear that the wrath of God is needed for those things for sure yeah because those things make him angry because it's like I, I and I, I try to think of it like if I created anything if I created anything like if I created humanity and I was like, I create these people because I want to have a relationship with them because I love them so. And I want the very best for them. And then I see them going off and doing things that I know will destroy them. Mm. That would burn me with rage. Mm. Because yeah. I'm like, but that that's deteriorating the very thing that I created. And it's removing any form of decent relation or of relationship and of community. Yeah. And it's re removing my design. Yeah. And yeah, that, that would break absolutely, tear, tear me to pieces. Hmm. Well, God's given us a good a good um, metaphor with ha uh, having kids. So for me, yeah. like, you know, I've partly created these beings, <laughs> not, obviously yeah. not, um, you know. You were involved. I was involved. I didn't actually yeah. do the, the work sort of the, the actual creation, but that's, yeah. that's all God's miracle. But, um, yeah, no, I've, you know, I've got Zeke almost four and River one and a half. And, you know, I see, if I see Zeke, you know, sort of causing River pain, 
grabbing some toys from him or, um, you know, doing things, you know, coveting or, um, <laughs> you know, these, these sorts of things being anger, having anger towards him or something. There's yeah. uh, they little kids get very jealous of other kids toys. <laughs> um, you know, that, that makes me really angry to see that because there's a breaking down of relationship. Yeah. Um, and I can see that they don't understand, like Zeke doesn't understand that what he's doing, he's, he's kind of just like, Oh, I'm want this toy now because it looks like River's having fun with it. And I mm. need to, he even says like direct, I need to have that. Like it's, <laughs> it's pretty clear. And, yeah. um, you know, so there's, there's a judgment that needs to take place. Then I, I will, you know, take his toy away and say no, like, and take him aside and, and talk to him. And you can see that causes yeah. him great pain. Um, and yeah. it, it hurts me too, to see that pain, but I, I need to protect River from, you know, from, if I do nothing, then, you know, River gets, um, you know, he gets harmed and, and thinks that mm. that's okay. And then he can, he can grow up thinking that that's fine and doing it to others and you just can't have that. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty clear, like, um, yeah, when, when you, you have kids and, and seeing like the kind of all the things they get up to. Um, yeah, but it's, and, and we're imperfect parents and it's makes sense to us. So, you know, um, yeah, yeah. But also, Sigurd, I mean, the pain, you don't necessarily immediately think of the pain that could be caused towards Zeke. But, like, I mean, if he continues within that, like, that could destroy the relationship with his brother. Mm. And if he continues in that 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 way, not, I'm not singling out, just continuing on with the example. Like, mm. if any human continues on in that way, they are probably destined to destroy every kind of relationship that they do have. Mm, exactly. And that's painful. It's painful for that person. And they also, it's painful because they don't understand why. Yeah. And yeah. that's what God is doing, saying that I've given you a reason why. Mm. And also one thing that I want to say is that I know that there are, are a lot of people that feel like God hates them. Because there's also a lot of people that say that. Right. Um, but I want to point out categorically that, that that's in no way true because God created every single human that's on this earth and it says in his word that he loves us. Mm. Yeah. So the one thing that he does hate is what tears us away from him, mm. which is sin and death. Yeah. So that's what God hates. It's not you as a person. It's not who he created. That doesn't even make sense. How can the God who created you hate what he created if he said I am proud of what I created mm. yeah it, it is very it's good the sin yeah yeah and God will do everything he can to get you know to to get that sin away from us to you know yeah. to the point of God becoming his creation putting away yeah. his godli godliness um, yeah. and sort of feeling every temptation um, and and then actually suffering, you know, actually suffering and just dying, but not just like, oh, just a quick death. This is yeah. like a, the worst death, that, you know, excruciating death on the cross. Yeah to identify with us so that we can be called brothers to be adopted in the family. It's just, it's amazing. Um, yeah. yeah, I kind of just going on with the kids metaphor, like, um, well, kind of the kids train of thought, like I, the other day I, I sort of was tired and, um, and just like river didn't want to go sleep and had to have him in the carrier. Um, so, and I was just like trying to put him to bed and he kind of, you know, when, when they don't want to sleep and then they're like, just 
kind of laughing at you, like looking up, smiling, it gets a bit annoying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Most of the time it's cute, but then sometimes it just gets too much. And I was just kind of walking, you know, just walking up and down, trying to get him to, to sleep. And then I was kind of thinking, I was like, oh God, like you say in the word, you experienced like all temptation and all, like all our things. But I was like, you didn't have kids. I was like, you didn't, you know, you didn't have to deal with this. And like almost immediately, like I just, I had this, this, I had, like he answered me. He was just like, imagine that my whole creation, like I am a father to my whole creation, like all, yeah. all my creation of my kids, like, and I was just, I was like, I was broke. I was like, okay, <laughs> that's, you know. I was, just like, I was like, okay, it's just kind of like a Job 41 moment, just like, <laughs> where were you when I formed the, um, yeah. I was like, okay, yeah, you are, you are the father and you, you know, the, yeah. like the prodigal son story kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, God's experienced it all, but mm. um. Yeah. Yeah, where were we going with that? I think <laughs> I don't really know, but oh, the, it was good. The wrath of God. We're saved from the wrath of God. Um, yes. Which is yeah, it there needs to be judgment so that mm. all evil can be removed um ultimately in the end. Yeah. Um and we oh that that gives me hope that we will be saved from that ultimately because if if that was not the case if if the wrath and the judgment of god wasn't coming then we actually yeah. wouldn't be saved from all these things yeah because they they would just continue um yeah so yeah yeah i mean it gives me hope a great hope uh, also knowing that my life is in the hands of of jesus like in him we have we breathe and have our being mm. so like i'm separate from that wrath mm. um and all that i have done that deserve wrath he has taken mm. um and that gives me hope but that also spurs me on to to try and live a better life a life closer to him yeah. Uh, and closer to what he calls of me because I know that and I understand that God doesn't intend to be a control freak over my life. That I have to live according to his ways because that's what he wants. It's that he wants me to live according to his ways because he knows that that's the absolute very best for me. Mm. So that spurs me on to to try my very best to walk in close step with him because I know that that is the way that I'm going to live the best life yeah yeah for sure cool so we'll move on to the last uh, last passage we've got is 2 mm. Thessalonians 1 8 and 9 or well, it's just the second second part of verse 8 and verse yeah. 9 you go for it bro <laughs> it kind of starts off weird. Who do not know God and on those who do not obey, obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. They will suffer the punishment of eternal destruction away from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his might. Hmm. Yeah, did we miss a word? Maybe those, those who, who do not know God and yeah. those, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's basically just speaking like just straight out. uh eternal suffering eternal mm. destruction away from the presence of the lord yeah suffer the punishment of eternal destruction so it's not just eternal you there's a punishment mm. yeah so there's so if you don't know god and you don't obey the gospel yeah so basically there's the salvation aspect yeah um, you're saved from yeah so if we if we do know god and we do obey the gospel um which is an interesting thing because like we've spoken about the gospel in previous episode. Yeah. Like obeying the gospel. Um, 
it's like yeah <laughs> kind of the gospel is like you know the good news obeying the yeah. good news it's like we've received this news but it's obviously walking in that yes. day to day um yeah and yeah we're saved from the suffering the punishment of eternal destruction which i think most people would have thought we might have started with this episode that we're saved from yeah. hell you know the idea of hell um yeah which i think yeah that's quite a stumbling block for a lot of people like you were saying yeah. this um god that created us is now consigns us to hell um and i think hmm, what should i start i think firstly uh, there is a scripture that says hell was created for satan and his angels so hell was never intended for us yeah. uh, humanity humans were always meant to be in the presence of the lord from in glory it's, it speaks about that last in verse 9 from yeah. the glory of his might like we were destined to to ultimately be glorified in him through the yeah. glorification of Jesus. Um, so that's kind of the first thing is that, yeah, hell was, was not for us, but mm. we kind of join in by not accepting God's plan and, and end up going there. Um, yeah. And then I guess another thing that I've recently looked into is um that how you can you can actually defend scripturally um the idea of eternal punishment but also annihilation so the idea of dying you just you just don't you just die and you're gone um so some people call that annihilation which i always kind of was like didn't agree with but have recently learned that it yeah you can scripturally defend that um so if it's kind of like it it doesn't need to be this thing of and i mean it's complex because there's there's scriptures that seem to indicate that yeah there's going to be this you know this constant punishment yeah but yeah either way God is good and God is just and his yeah. his ways are higher than our ways he's he knows yes. um he knows the right way to punish <laughs> like yeah. he he knows what what justice is so he will do what's right but yeah yeah what are your thoughts I had a lot <laughs> <laughs> now they've all disappeared um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, God God is just in his thoughts and his ways are not our ways. And mm. he doesn't handle and deal with things in the same way. And for me, I think that, or I believe that God is completely fair. And mm. he's more than fair because he gives us something that we don't deserve. Exactly. Which is almost like the definition of unfair. <laughs> yeah. But, I don't know, I think for me... When we don't want to accept that gift because it's like, nah, God is unfair because he's going to send me to hell if I don't accept that gift is, uh, I think it's stupid. <laughs> that really is dumb mm. for me. Like, he's, he's give, like you, he's given you the keys. If someone says to you, like, all the money in the world is behind this door and here are the keys, the only thing that you need to do is ask me for the keys. Mm. if you don't ask me for the keys you don't get the money are we can we then say that person is cruel mm. like i think the onus is on us yeah god is he's like you the, what you have to do is believe in me and like i am i am the savior i'm christ and yeah. we're like nah it's cool you know what you, you're actually being cruel because you condemning me to I think we're condemning ourselves in that regard. <laughs> yeah. Our pride is condemning us. For sure. So that uh, I, I that's what I feel like 
I kind of went on a tangent there because it's not necessarily what we were talking about, but mm. I think some people make those arguments. Yeah, no, it's a good point. Yeah, and for me, those arguments are quite silly. Yeah. Uh, I think God is just, and he doesn't, like you said, he didn't create hell for us. But the thing is also me being a teacher working with kids and you having kids, we kind of know that if there is no judgment, there there is no improvement. Mm. If kids don't understand, like if kids are not told and shown like there is a better way, don't do that, then they don't. Yeah. And also, I mean, it is if if you want to continue living within that, then you and that is, I mean, Tanzan's parents did it to her, where she was like, she wants to try wasabi, and they're like, it's it's gonna burn, and she's like, no, it's fine, I can take it, it's going to burn, and then they warned her and they warned her, and eventually they're like, okay, fine, do it, and then she felt the burn. <laughs> yeah. And it's I feel, kind of feel like God's like that, like you're going. <laughs> you're going to burn <laughs> and then we're like no it's no it's fine it's not that not that big of a deal no you're going to burn mm. and for me god saves us from that if we have ears to hear yeah and a heart to listen so mm. i mean his grace his grace extends the world over but it extends as f- only as far as we are willing to to open our ears and listen exactly yeah yeah, yeah, the only way, you know, he could offer, so, well, create true love is to give that free will. And yeah. he honors that. Yeah. Um, gives us the dignity of, of choosing. Um, and yeah, we we don't know all the complexities of that. He's sovereign over yeah. all, but, you know, he re- does he reach down or do we, we reach up kind of thing? You know, there's that. The whole balance of that um yeah but yeah he's he's got a plan and he's bringing it to completion and it's um and he has in jesus sort of yeah. it's, it's kicked off in through the cross the resurrection yeah. and now it's we're just in this time of waiting for the second coming and you know yeah um yeah mm. If he never reached down, we would not be able to reach up. Yeah. So, for sure. I know there is a part, for, a big part for us to play, but the thing is, it all really is, it's on him. Mm. The only the only minimal thing that we have to do is reach. But he, he has crossed the great divide that we could never. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, if the listeners have any uh, thoughts or disagreements or their ways of thinking about it that would be really cool to hear Mm. yeah Yeah, for sure this i mean these topics are are pretty big um this is just our response this is not the answer to the question as we always say yeah um but yeah i think it's it's great for us to just be yeah looking at scripture to to the response that's that's what we just want to do you know look at the word yeah. what we've God has given us the word yeah um so yeah any sort of you know we might any thing we're butchering the context of these scriptures let us know we <laughs> we're open yeah. to it um we're just you know average christians just trying to just chat about these things and start the conversation so yeah not aiming or professing to be anything more than what we are which is just people Mm. trying yeah and Um, we just we want to do this together with community um with others to sharpen each other so yeah (laughs) we're open to that yeah cool Cool. so thanks for listening yeah (laughs) yeah that's it that's That's a good one thanks for listening you can join the conversation on instagram and facebook using our handle at imperfect reflection podcast i'm darren and i'm tim this is an imperfect reflection